It's tremendous time. You can see my face right now. I can see my face, and we're not sure if we're going to release this. You know what it is. It doesn't matter. Coming through your ears is Sydney artist Otis James. And uh, you already know this guy. He's a big person in the tremendous verse. But it doesn't matter. Gather around the fire that is my voice coming through my iPhone. If the sound quality sounds different, it's because it is. It's coming through my iPhone. But it doesn't matter because we have some amazing stuff coming for you today. This is the Fight Club of the podcast game in that no one uh, tells anyone about it. And it's just men that attend. Uh, or in my is, is this is this how long this fucking intro has become since I've left the podcast? Is this how long? Don't interrupt me. <laughs> also, this might be a figment of my imagination. I am Jack's undying will, your co-host, Elliot Rovetti. And with him, back in his rightful seat almost, is Tommy Whitcomb. It's good to be back. I can't believe it. I, I mean, in... Uh, imperfect circumstances it would have been great if we could be in the same room for the return but you know i'll take it yeah i know you interrupted my intro and everything you're getting in my you're getting in my getting my way my steeds oh my it was the world's longest intro that went nowhere you, you <laughs> described you described otis as a big person in in, in the, the tremendous, tremendous verse, verse. <laughs> like it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the world's worst superhero. I'm coming off salmonella poisoning. All right. How sure are you that was salmonella poisoning? You, you jumped to that because I looked up the cafe that you blamed it on. It's got pretty good Google rating. I know. That's why I think I can make so much money out of them. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I just don't have a good enough lawyer. But it's actually, yeah, I'm going to shout it out. It's Shuck, uh, C-H-U-K in Bondi. Shuck Bakery, not to be confused with Shuck. Uh, Full stop. And just up the road, uh, with Chuck Bakery, I went there and I got myself a chicken schnitzel roll. And immediately, I looked at Otis Complains James. It was like, "Do you feel sick?" Like he had the same thing as me, and he was like, "No." Uh, we finished what our job that we were doing, and then uh, I proceeded to have the worst week since like chicken pox. Okay, wait, wait. wait. So, did Otis get sick? Otis did not get sick. He's a Billy. So you and Otis, you and Otis ate the exact same thing at. Uh, Bondi Junction's highest rated cafe and you've assumed that they gave you the salmonella schnitzel and they just gave him the regular schnitzel. <laughs> yeah, dog. I, they did. I mean, uh, they might have intended it for him and I accidentally mixed them up or something like that. But, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got it. This, so, so, okay, not only are we uh, openly defaming beloved cafe Shuck for <laughs> very, very dubious reasons on our podcast... I think you're the one who's going to need a lawyer before them. No, 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 no. They, uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. I've gone back there. <laughs> I've gone back there and, uh, and, and been like, guys, I'm going to need compensation. And they were like, yeah, no worries. We can give you free chicken schnitzels for life. <laughs> and, and you're going to take it? I've gone back three times since. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only got sick twice. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm recovering off that. Um, recovering off... Uh, Shitting out my colon oh, that- and, and, and and being being born anew. I hope that my stomach is the same. I've been eating like a like just so much like a meal, just kind of just like everything. You also said shitting out your colon like that's not the way you usually do it. <laughs> no, but the colon came out and then it went back. To- <laughs> it was like oh, I get you. I, I get you. not shitting yeah. from your colon, shitting yeah. out your colon. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. It came out like a red oh, I f- sock. <laughs> I feel so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I um I've got to say when you put out because I've been obviously closely following the uh, 
tremendous path as I've been out of it. it yeah, you know, how crazy I, I, of you. I say closely following, but obviously I haven't listened to any of the podcasts, but <laughs> I've been following the social media page. And um, I was, I thought it was very funny when there was no podcast out that day. Like, I think it was two days after Sydney went into full lockdown. And rather than blame it on that, you blamed it on a Bondi cafe. <laughs> <laughs> like they weren't hurting enough. Hey guys, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie about it. Like, uh, I could, they could have read it on my face. I was green. Um, it was horrendous. <laughs> it was really bad. But um, actually, yeah, have, have you been listening? I mean, look, first of all, how's your new job going? How is, uh, how's your new bitch? And was it worth it? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's, um, you know what? I, it was one of those things where the, I've kind of changed into a new industry. And I always thought if I ever wanted to work, like if I was ever going to be really committed to a career, this would be it. And, you know, I'm only two months in, but I'm like, no, still want to be a comedian. Still want to work 45 minutes a night, ideally. Yeah, dude. we got you. We still got you. Uh, but no, it's good. It, it's good. And no, I've been listening. And look, I want to, I do, I'm, I've got some clips and stuff. I want to, I want to talk through some of my thoughts about, I, I did listen to a bit of the, the tremendous podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I have some thoughts. How, how have you found it? How's, uh, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this later. How are you, how are you doing through lockdown? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, I've actually been like, you know, the Bondi Cleaning Co. is uh, going strong. We've had a lot of the clients pushing back um, cleans out of, you know, fear and uh, caution. But surprisingly, we've had a lot of new clients hit us up um, out of, because uh, like the end of leases. So they're moving, pardon me, I'm sorry, I got burps. Um, they're moving away. And so they're, they, you know, they need an end of lease for like roommates or still going their own separate ways and stuff like that. So we've, it's sort of been a shortage of work, but then refilled. And we're kind of looking at um, small business bonuses that we can get from the government at the moment, just as like one of those guys. Nice. Um, so it's it's all, you know, nothing to complain about. You know, family's happy and healthy. Um, no one has gotten sick or been hospitalized as a result of the COVID virus. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we've, um, you know, I've been getting back into conspiracy theories. So oh, yeah, you were talking to me about this the other day. Yeah, I'm getting conspiracy theories. Uh, where is Johnny Gosh? Where is Johnny Gosh, Tom? Uh, I want to know. Uh, but and is this is this the this is the milk carton kid? Yeah, this is the milk carton kid. He so he was sort of the inception of kids being put on uh, milk cartons, like missing children. Sex, sorry. Where'd you, where are you going? What just did you just turn your camera off? To, they're listening, okay. Tom. Tom, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want us talking. They're trying to silence. No, no, no. Uh, I just got a little phone call there. That's annoying. Um, oh, so yeah. what, uh, what I'm talking about is the case of Johnny Gosh, who went missing in uh, Iowa, I believe it was. But uh, yeah, I've just sort of been going down this um, this rabbit hole of uh, sex rings and uh, and how it relates to the government and stuff like that. It's uh, but it, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I've been trying, you know, <laughs> that's the, so right. so fucking vague. It went from missing child to sex ring to the government, and then you just moved straight on. Well, that, that, I'm so cautious of trying to, of being like, I don't want this podcast to become a uh, conspiracy podcast, you know? Okay, no. So I rem so this goes back to our very very first episode, the world never actually heard, where we spent the first ten minutes talking about nine eleven. And we were like, what are we doing? Is this the podcast we're starting? <laughs> Admittedly, that was my fault. I got off the thing and I was like, oh. <laughs> I went right off the tracks. I was like, well, still beans don't melt at this end. Uh, and you're like, oh, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, uh, I could, like, it was like episode 34. You're like, woo! 
Welcome to the Tremendous Podcast. The Bushes and the Bin Ladens were family friends. Let's get into it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. I, but I've been, um, I've been watching the uh, 9-11, the new Pearl Harbor. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. So is that because they were both false flag attacks? Is that what they're yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. On, uh, or at least that they, they were known uh, either complicit uh, in, um, in, in doing anything about it or orchestrated the entire event. <laughs> uh, so, okay, just give us a little bit more about Johnny Gosh other than just go milk carton sex ring government. Okay, so Johnny Gosh um, was a boy who, he was 13 years old, had a paper route and uh, delivered newspapers early in the morning every Sunday. And this one Sunday, uh, his father did not attend. He was seen talking to a, uh, a man in a car who was looking for directions, going down a one-way street, the opposite way, which kind of alerted everyone's sort of attention. And uh, you know, during the morning, he disappeared. Uh, as His parents got a call from the neighbours sort of saying that their newspapers hadn't been um, delivered. So his dad ran out and basically found his wagon full of newspapers uh undelivered and 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 johnny uh gosh completely <laughs> did you say from did you say the police got reported because the newspaper wasn't delivered no 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 no. the parents, <laughs> the parents, the parents got calls from the neighbors saying oh, from the neighbors yeah yeah so then the, but this was a sort of the shocking thing this happened in uh what, what year was this 19 i think it was uh 82 1982 and there was no sort of, there wasn't even a word for like sex ring or anything like that. People, like parents didn't even know the word pedophile and stuff like that. Mm. And so yeah, there well, was just... no uh, framework for protecting children that were missing. They didn't even uh, report a child missing until uh, like 72 hours. So it took like three days before they decided it wasn't a runaway. Uh, mm. And so they had this, you know, this child go missing. The mother basically, anyway, a couple of years later, this boy who actually, um, who was part of a uh, he, he was part of a sex cult was and, and part of convicting a man named Lawrence King who ran Boys Town um, orphanage. Uh, sort of, uh, it, it's this boys. It's this. It was called Boys Town. It's very very popular. It's in Ohio and it's it, it took t- children off the street with religion. And he was uh, this guy Lawrence King would give them meth and take them to parties with high ranking officials and uh, use them as like sex slaves sort of thing and and sell them off. And this guy, Paul Bonacci, uh, won a court case against this guy. Uh, and he also came out and said, not only can I, uh, not only do I know that Johnny Gosh is alive, I helped kidnap him under duress. And so he, he, he said uh, he ended up on this venture to try and help the mother find these people. Uh, like there's, there's this sort of story where this, and this guy, Paul Bonacci, takes them to this site where they were held. He says there's this ranch in Colorado where we were held um, underneath the house in sort of this cell uh and they took this this uh film crew from america's most wanted this sea story got some attraction took this film crew there uh the ranch had been um uh abandoned and the owner was this prison guard who'd actually went missing uh and so there was no sort of connection and he took them into sure enough this cell underneath the house uh where they were and there were the initials of the children uh, who had carved their names there as sort of like a breadcrumb sort of thing to try and leave behind but um uh, jumping ahead, the story gets even weirder when the mother was ha- had photos left on her doorstep of children, young boys bound and gagged. And in the images, she she says uh, she claims these are Johnny. Got she she claims these are Johnny in the, in the photos. He has uh, the same birthmark above his chest and everything like that. And this branding that Paul Bonacci, the guy that said that he helped kidnap him, 
set, the same branding that was given to the children that were put into the sex slave is on his arm. It's called the Rocking X, and it was part of it was associated with the ranch that he was held at. Um, but it's part of this uh, even weirder, even weirder for like just the, the final bit. Apparently, and this was this came out in a court case. Uh, Johnny Gosh's mom said that Johnny visited her 20 years after he went missing in a company with a man who was sort of every time Johnny went to answer a question, he looked over his shoulder to see if it was okay. It was mm. 3 a.m. in the morning. She knocked on his door and he goes, mom, it's me. And he came in and was like, explained that he'd been part of this sex ring and stuff like that and how he'd been kidnapped and stuff. And then, you know, disappeared into the night and basically asked him not to do it and stuff. Uh, not to not asked her not to talk about it on the news or anything like that. And people have called her, she, they say she's just a quack. She's just this woman that's holding on to anything that she can, like just like a mother or a parent would whose child is gone. Um, but there is a lot of, lot of compelling uh, information and questions and complicit, complicity from the uh, small town police force uh, the, 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 to this day and, and, and documented on interviews and stuff were like, um, like criminally uh, negligent. EJ, I think the biggest thing I just learned from there is if we could get you to show the same level of commitment to anything as you do to child sex ring conspiracy theories, there's nothing you can't do. So <laughs> <laughs> the most competent I've heard you sound explaining anything ever in your life. Last names, dates. This was very I did impressive. A terrible job of it, actually, man. If I sat down and actually wrote down like a little timeline of when to disclose certain information, I could do a good job of it. But, uh, but no, yeah, you did no. a great job. I was very off the cuff. I, I put you on the spot. Today's podcast is not brought to you by the tremendous sexy chatbot. Do you love receiving erotic messages from bots on social media, but hate it when they start asking for your credit card details? The tremendous sexy chatbot doesn't need anything from you, just your love and attention. No scams here, nothing but pure, unadulterated, computer-generated connection. With three settings to choose from, friendly, flirty, and horny, this bot is made to provide whatever type of love you so desperately need. The tremendous sexy chatbot. She'll steal your heart, but not your identity. And we're back. And we are back, Aroo. Uh, uh, <laughs> you go, please. I was going to say the sex bot. I would, uh, would you fuck a robot? Would you fuck a robot, Tom? If it came like, even if it wasn't socially taboo, uh, would you, would you fuck it? I, I, I think I would fuck one before I would own one is, is the, is the problem. It's like, it's like a yacht, you know, you don't want to be the guy that owns the yacht. You just want to know a guy who owns a yacht. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to fuck a guy who knows a, a sex robot. <laughs> you don't have to fuck the guy. That's not... I, I don't want to fuck the guy's robot. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the guy's like, you can, you can use the robot, but you got to use me first. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got it to look like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Why would someone have a sex robot that looks like, <laughs> that looks like their wife? <laughs> when she's away on business trips. <laughs> that way she can jerk off to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, uh, the robot's charging at the moment. So do you think we could? Uh, I don't know. Like, um, they're going to, uh, I was just, someone was on stage talking about this the other day. They, they're going to get really good, right? Like, surely they're going to get 
Yeah, they'll probably get really good. I don't know. I just um, I don't want one in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to like you can't like if if you open up a closet and you have to push aside some like uh, vacuums and stuff like that. That's <laughs> But if an arm comes flying out. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Do you remember like early days of the Joe Rogan podcast when it was sponsored by the Fleshlight? And that was, I, I was still living with my parents and would be for quite a while yet. And I was like, I just, how do I, I, ca- I can't possibly navigate this. Like to get one delivered, to wash it and stuff. I desperately wanted one, but I wouldn't know what to, I wouldn't know how to. <laughs> Keep, and, I, and I could not get caught with it. That would be... You should have just made the, a DIY one. On, like, go to YouTube on, like, a tutorial <laughs> and make a homemade one kind of thing. <laughs> um, I, I remember going to friends, with friends to Japan. And Japan, in like, they had those, they, that egg. Do you know the egg thing? No. It's like a... I think they're, like, disposable fleshlights, essentially. And they come in a little egg and you crack the egg and they're, like... Yeah, it's it's like a, a tiny little kind of silicon thing, and I remember being with my friends in Japan, and I must have been like twenty, I must have been like twenty one, and I was like, "Can I get away with buying this as a joke? <laughs> could I? <laughs> could I convince it? Wouldn't this be funny? Uh, <laughs> I might go three. Yeah, you think of a great joke, and then you're they're like, Tom, that was a great joke. Bin's right there. Put it in there, buddy. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, all right. And then you pretend to do it, and you're like, is it still in your palm? Yeah, yeah, like, hey, you know when I put it in the bin? I think my watch fell off into the bin when I threw it. It's like, you don't, Tom, you don't own a watch. No, I, I do. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I do think I've been getting an uh, like an inordinate amount of Facebook ads from just suspiciously attractive women, and you oh, know when you that? get those, you get those like clearly f- like suspiciously attractive Facebook women oh, you've yeah. never heard of, and I'm like, and you always see that like every now and then you get one. It's like friend, like seven mutual friends, and it's like who are the fucking virgins that I know who are accepting this woman? <laughs> I totally know. Dude, I use that as a way to see who I'm going to delete next <laughs> on, on Facebook. If you fell for this, we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I Yeah, but so I do true. think... You use, like, your uh, friends or the people that you have to have as friends on Facebook as, like, a metric of... Uh, what, what kind of like if, if this is a scam and based on their like their desperate nature and stuff like that? <laughs> it's fucking not so it's so true. Oh, I have the name of a specific comedian in my head who I so desperately want to throw under the bus here, but not even based on something that happened, just based on my perceptions of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna um, say say it and we'll bleep it, but if it's just your perceptions, we could, might be a bit vicious. Oh no, there's nothing. There's there's no there's there's no basis to it whatsoever. Um <laughs> I saw this thing on Reddit the other day. It came up in like the top page, which I was blown away by because I didn't think this actually happened. But it was a, there's a subreddit just called Teenagers, and it it showed up in the in the top page, so it got upvoted enough to get there. And um, it was a the, the the thing was like I'm 13 year old, uh, I'm 13 years old. I was on a dodgy porn website jerking off and I just got a message on Instagram from someone who says they have a video of me and they're going to share it to my friends list. Like some Black Mirror style. You know the thing I mean? Like that when Russian hackers get into the webcam? Yeah, definitely. And I was like, 
I didn't think that actually happened. I thought that was just a rumor, but this kid was like freaking out about it. Did, what did it have a conclusion? So he said that because I don't know. I was I was kind of I was kind of questioning the whole thing because I was like. Sometimes things go on Reddit where it's just they're just trying to stir up drama and attention and whatever. And his thing was like, oh, they've stopped responding. And the, the thing didn't ever ask for money or anything. It was just like, I'm just going to send it. Uh, and then he's like, it's, it stopped responding. They're not coming back to me. And everyone's like, call the police or whatever. And he was in Mexico. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if the police are really going to do anything. Uh, <laughs> there are I more. Yeah. I was gonna say that. Uh, I was gonna say I used to. Uh, do you remember back in the days of chat roulette? Oh yeah, I remember chat roulette. Chat roulette. So when like back in the days, and sometimes instead of just jerking off to porn, sometimes you would get like insane, and you would just get on this uh, webcam kind of thing, and you try to find other people, uh, like other attractive uh, women, to try and show you a titty or something like that. It was so much more exciting or something, and. For me, at least. and But the, every time that it would happen, I would do it. I'd like, I'd jerk off. And then I, at the end, you'd have this like regret. And I would kind of think to myself, oh man, what if like somehow they like, they're putting, they, what if they've got like a, a page of losers, you know what I mean? That they just take, uh, that they just take photos of, put on a fan page and start, like my niece or my like, so someone was like, Elliot, is this you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like just a loser version of to catch a predator. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to, catch, to catch a, to catch a creep. <laughs> I, t- um, I think I've, I think I've already told this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again, just cause it's uh, like, so stupid but i used to go on chat rooms in the same kind of vein and i remember talking to this you know this woman in quotation marks who was like she was talking about how she's like a 21 year old porn star and oh wait my two other porn star friends just walked into the room (laughs) and and at 14 years old i'm like this is sick this is so great and then literally (laughs) literally like an an hour later being like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) wait did you send them any content no 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 it was just it was just text um i remember the chat roulette days though like because wasn't it just like endless scrolling of men jerking off Oh, dude, you did have to wade through like a long <laughs> sea of dicks. You did. You had to be like, and there was always this moment. Like, there was always like this moment sometimes where you kept where you'd be linked with a guy who was doing the same thing as you, who was just sitting there like a loser jerking off, and you both make eye contact and be like, "Oh fuck!" And, and, you'd, have to, like, and you'd have to just uh, you'd have to hit like check next or something like that. But the thing is. By the time that you'd be getting through like so many dick, you'd be getting through so many like dick uh, requests and stuff like that. And so many like uh, guys or, you know, webcams that weren't based at anything that by the time that you got to a girl, you were just this frustrated, creepy mess. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that you were just like, oh, uh, show me your titty. <laughs> there was no, you didn't have time for finesse because you'd already burnt all your time talking to some other chick or something like that. And you were like, I just want to finish. <laughs> It was, this insane, <laughs> it was this insane fucking uh uh yeah no like uh, chat roulette i haven't uh i haven't checked out anything like that but i guarantee that like vr imagine that with imagine that with virtual reality except you just end up in some like indian guy's living room <laughs> 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 you're just you're just in burma with some guy <laughs> on a couch <laughs> jerking off <laughs> <laughs> 
sliding door fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Because he. Oh man. This is uh, the internet, hey. That's just it's just always where it's gonna end up. Like the 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 pinnacle of technology will just end up with sixteen year old dudes jerking off. Yeah, I know. That's something. If you can commoditize some way of making money um, with like sex, then that's it. Like that's like the like uh, human beings are always going to run to that. Like if you build like a mm. church and a strip club, one is going to make the other one. One of them is going to make way more money. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people will be like, apparently, no one goes there. I don't know. Everyone says they don't go there, but they're making so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who these phantoms are rocking up at the strip club dropping $100 bills because it's none of us. I think it's when I'm sleeping or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was out of my, I played Insanity. I don't remember. Uh, all right. I, I, want, I wanted to talk to you, and we, were kind, we kind of started talking about this at the start, but tell me about the tremendous Tommy Hiatus editions. How did you find... Uh, solo steering the good ship tremendous for for a good a good month or so a bit more. Uh, yeah, significant a little bit more than a month. Um, steering is a loose word. Uh, oh yeah, it's uh no 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 I uh, I did my best here but what no I, I had a lot of fun actually I had like um I had what I did like about it was how comfortable. Uh, every guest was as soon as they arrived like uh, admittedly because like we take breaks in the podcast so there was always time to kind of like chill. But uh, every guest sort of relaxed very kind of quickly in the, sh- in the studio, pardon me. And um, uh, that was one thing that I sort of liked. It, it, was, it felt like a genuine sort of friendly conversation rather than like an obligation and, and something that might have been a little bit more mechanic as that result. But it was nice. It was really good. I did see the tr- like I did see like some of the what you do behind the curtains a little bit with keeping the show on track and trying to keep it entertaining and stuff like that um that was that was good and but it, it was no tommy it was no tommy because like it was every time i would uh it, it was just like a lack of chemistry you know what i mean because i'm not a very good interviewer and i didn't have time to build up a chemistry with these um guests you know what i mean so as i get better as an, at an interviewer and as a podcaster in general i think that i'll be able to you know steer the Still, the tremendous ship um, a little bit better in the future, but yeah, I, I definitely had my challenges, and some weeks were fucking easy. Some weeks where I, I was like, "Oh man, I could do a whole podcast with this fucking guy," you know what I mean? Um, but uh, but yeah, you were missed. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do think uh, from the little bits and pieces that I was involved in or that I uh, I listened to, it was uh, it was reaffirming to know how the ship would slowly start falling apart the longer I stayed away. Because it's look, not going to fall apart; it would just become more savage <laughs> and <then> more, uh, <laughs> more mutant. No, that ship, that ship's going down. That ship's like it's. There, there were already holes appearing; just no one was talking about them. Like I, I mean, full. Okay, I will say full credit for you for pushing on with it and making it work. I was very impressed that you even like wanted to persevere and wanted to keep going, even myself, and make it into it because it's it's its own thing. Um, Thanks although for I, on the shoulder before you trip me over. Let's here go. we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I did notice like every, every week podcast was a little bit later than the week before. I think the first two were on time, and then yep. uh, and then one was about I think about twelve hours late, and then twenty four hours late, and now at the time of this coming out, there will be nine days behind the last tremendous episode that's meant to come out. But yeah, you know, yep. we can obviously blame Shuck for that. Uh, we'll, we'll I set records here. I, I think uh, I, I okay. The ones I listened to, I really enjoyed the legacy episode. 
Legacy was great. I think we should get him on the podcast more because he's yeah, you know. great. Um, I do think that you provided two of the worst tremendous ads of all time. Okay. Give them two. I and, you made me feel bad about these. I forgot what they were, though. I haven't all right. right. We, we, can, we can listen to it right now. Here's number one. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to listen back. Uh, well, here we go. This podcast is not brought to you by the tremendous biodegradable anal grater. Are you going to prison? Are you afraid of how your fellow inmates might treat your anus? Do you remember this? Yes. You look so puzzled right now. I'm listening, but I'm trying to figure out what's bad about it. It seems like a good idea. <laughs> like you need the tremendous biodegradable anal grater. Our tremendous surgeons will implant a biodegradable cheese grater into your anus so that anything try to enter becomes Swiss cheese. Well, won't that turn my shit into Swiss cheese also as it passes out? Not at all, simple layman. A basic look at a cheese grater will tell you that one side is sharp, shredding the cheese, whereas one side is smooth, allowing the shit to pass through as clean as bocconcini. <laughs> the tremendous biodegradable anal grater. Listen, Big Frank, I try to tell you, but if you want to fuck me, you're never going to forget it. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, the last line is probably the best part of all of it. The rest That's of it is just worst. nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, if you can hear the doubt in your voice as you're <laughs> reading that. You're like, uh, um, uh, <laughs> won't that turn my uh, shit into Swiss cheese? No, I just, oh man, I just thought uh, I was struggling. I think I was running out of time and I had to get it done. But uh, <laughs> I, I, when you made fun of me for that, I was like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. Some of the ads have been. <laughs> Wait, what else have you got? Give it to me. What, give, give so it this me. one's actually, I probably should have closed with that one because I think that one is more objectively awful. Uh, this one's probably, I don't know, this one just uh, really rubbed me the wrong way you might stand by this one but we'll see <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. oh yeah, yeah yeah this is this is this is there we go tremendous news news you didn't even know you needed to know at a time you weren't sure that you heard it by people you didn't know you needed to hear it from is it the news who news tremendous news First thoughts. I do like who news. That didn't yes. make me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do hate this segment as because it's not a segment. It makes no sense. We've never understood what this was about or how it works. But uh, <laughs> this just in: New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian is still an idiot. That's. Oh, no, I'll keep playing. That's right. Apparently, the only thing this coward is willing to open up are her legs for men outside of a marriage. We'll keep you updated moment to moment with what this dope decides to do. Back to you. <laughs> and this plays all the way through again. Okay. So let's, I mean, you know, in hindsight, the lockdown, probably not a bad idea if a little too late, really, is what we've really? learned from this. What about, like, the lack of hospitalizations this time around, Tom? Didn't, haven't we had, like, the second and third deaths or the first death in New South Wales history at this time? Well, of COVID? From COVID? No, yeah, not ever. Oh, well, I was going to say, uh, the, I mean, I would I would ask what kind of other comorbidities they had uh, before they died. Oh, I, should have, I should have known from the last 20 minutes talking about 
uh, conspiracy theories how this conversation was going to go. Uh, I mean, look, big, biggest issue I had really was uh, Gladys Berejiklian never married. And uh, she cheated. No, she didn't. She just fucked a guy and everyone got angry about it for some reason. No, no, no. Uh, okay, well, that's news to me. If she's never been married, is that true? <laughs> never been married. Oh, well, I've got to do my research a little bit better. But I <laughs> yes. I when you're married. delivering the news, you didn't need to know, but nobody knew who knew what you needed to know. You need to do your research. <laughs> oh, exactly. What if uh, that's why every, I, mean, I guess that's that's why all that's why I got all the messages about Elliot. This the news <laughs> wasn't correct. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> oh man, you've been listening to too many chillsy podcasts about coronavirus. That was how <laughs> I felt when I heard that. <laughs> um. All right. My my my. Okay. Here's my question to you in a hopefully it's going to set up my final clip. Uh, what was your, what was the favorite podcast you did of all the ones you said before, you know, I could do a podcast with this person. Who'd you really enjoy doing it with? Good question. Um, I think that it would either have to be, I agree with you, the Carl legacy one. That mm-hmm. one, uh, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. And, uh, possible. And also the, uh, the Tristan Hayes. The Tristan oh, interesting. Hayes. Tristan Hayes was a lot of fun. He ended up doing a uh, <coughs> portrait for the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I broke him. I, I feel like I got him comfortable and broke him out of his uh, shell of. Um, I, he ended up. Uh, he, we ended up smoking together and stuff like that. Like here, and I didn't really think that he would, but he was like, no. Not only do I, he was like, give it to me. You know what I mean? And uh, and then we, he had the, like drinks with me, and I, he, he loosened up more than I expected, and I ended up having a shitload of fun with Tristan. Oh, nice. I'm glad. I like Tristan a lot. I haven't spent much time with Tristan outside of like waiting for gigs together. But, uh, you know, he's, I don't know if you saw that I put this on the on the episode, but he's like a doctor. He's Dr. Tristan Hayes. That's fine. Because he was, he, he was saying, he was, he was asking me, uh, imploring me to call him uh, doctor. And was he really? Like, he was just fucking around. He's like, it's actually, it's Dr. Hayes. Kind of <laughs> it is. He's got a PhD in philosophy. It's Dr. Tristan Hayes. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought he was fucking around. I later found out that that was actually 100%. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, Tristan. Um, all right, that was not what I was expecting you to say. I was expecting you for sure to say Shane Hunter. I was going to say Shane Hunter was a lot of fun. Shane Hunter was a mm. lot of fun, but I found myself, I think because he was my first guest outside of the Tremendous Podcast, um, I was sort of trying to figure out what the, uh, the pseudo-Tom roles was going to be. And I was playing a little bit of catch up with um, mm. he's a very clever boy. And uh, I don't like laughing at stuff that I don't understand. Um, but I want this podcast to be funny. And I was, he was, I felt like there were a lot of jokes that were going over my head. And I felt like a dick host, like I wasn't laughing, but really I was trying to catch up. Mm, <laughs> so- okay. So there was this interesting section because the Shane Hunter podcast was one that I listened to a little bit more than the other ones. And uh, the other thing that people might not know is I was doing the editing in the background. So I was editing the podcast together. Thank you. Michael. So I, I, that's uh, happy to help, but I, I got a little bit of context. So people might, who might've listened to the Shane Hunter podcast might've missed some stuff that was in on the uh, editing room floor. And there was a section when you were talking about what a, like a good guy Shane is to new comics and like especially comics that have been around for less time than him. Do you remember that? You remember we talking about that, which was yeah. really interesting because I was kind of listening back to it and I just kind of pulled some stuff together. I'll just play this for you now, and just uh, oh, I'll be so oh, wait, sad. Is this this doesn't the cutting work. room floor. Part of it is. 
Oh, that's great. I love that it, I love that it ended up in the podcast that we're doing right now. <laughs> you get to just uh, yourself as a Reddit user. I just use content. <laughs> you know, bring it. Bring it whatever. What do you mean distance myself as a Reddit user? What does that mean? Well, I'm get, proud. You get access to this content, but now you just get to criticize it. <laughs> well, this isn't about, well, it is partly about me criticizing it, but that's not the whole point. Here we go. Let's see if this will work. Shane sort of showed me what it's uh, what it's all about to be an older comedian. Dude, as soon as you can fucking outgrow Tom, dude, that's kind of <laughs> sick, man. <laughs> and how to treat, uh, even if they're only a little bit younger than you, a couple years or whatever, how to just treat the, treat them and make them feel like well, welcome and stuff. So, um, because Tom Whitaker's a bit autistic, is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah. The older you get the more you realize maybe it's because you're giving up um <laughs> but the more you realize how like arbitrary and meaningless like your social hierarchy is and uh, i feel like tom whitaker for him to, to really improve his comedy he needs to start dealing drugs get rid of that smug little look on his face don't you reckon <laughs> because you know like there's like social hierarchies you know in all scenes workplaces and like there would be gossip and drama at like the fucking Redfern Kite Flying Association, you know, where yeah. people are like, oh, it's the new kite. He's got a shit kite. Of course. He's not very good at kite flying. Do you know, you let's shun him and, and you know, leave them out of the group or whatever. And I feel like if I hit him and I knock him out, then instead of being like, oh, it's fucking Tom's on the lineup again. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Instead of being able to do that, I'm going to, I'm gonna, like, every time he's bombing, I'm going to be like, fuck, that's me. I did that to him. I created this monster. You know? This monster. Fuck Shane Hunter. That's, that's how I feel about that. I got to, I got to sit at home editing my own podcast with fucking Damien Powerless going on about. <laughs> how I'm autistic and how I, I mean, seriously, to be called autistic with a guy with the most low level fucking speech impediment I've heard in my life. Oh my God. And then to hear you with no loyalty, zero respect, laughing along, not, didn't defend me once as yeah. he talked about knocking me out. This fucking, <laughs> like, ugh. Brothers tremendous indeed. Cunt. <laughs> I was with Shane at that point. I was angry. I was a part of the <laughs> where I was like, you know, I was emotional. You can't blame me here. You know, I was. No, I 100% blame you for this as you <laughs> asked me to edit the podcast. I frankly, I didn't actually think that you were going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would just take the timestamps and leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got after this I definitely did that I was like, I don't need to hear any more of this shit I uh I gotta say the first time I listened through I was like oh this is this is kind of funny because I kind of did just go to the timestamps and heard stuff and when I would hear him talking about that I listened back to it and I was like oh you know be a funny idea is if I like chop up where he's talking about what a great role model he is or what you saying what a great role model he is for like younger comedians and how ex how happy he makes them feel with the stuff he says about me that'd be pretty funny and then in having to go into the detail of all the things he said about me, I was like, oh, fucking hate this guy. Fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> it made me really angry. <laughs> oh, dude. I know. There's a, there's a few comedians that I know. I, you're, I'm only mentioning you. I'm putting you in this group because you're adding yourself a little bit um, by mentioning that. But, like, there's a few comedians that get sensitive. 
about what other comedians say about them. And I'll, I'll get sensitive when I, I'll get angry or I'll get a little bit like, I'll write them off when I feel like they didn't know that I was going to find that out. You know what I mean? When I, when I find out that they said something about me, but they really didn't think that it was, that I was going to find out, then I will kind of take it personally. But like on a podcast forum like that, even just like shitting on me, even if I'm like, that's a little bit personal, but I guess that's funny kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I'll let it slide a little bit more, but there's a few people I'll, I'll, I'll shrink it down even in the hack pack that will get very sensitive about any sort of criticism from the outside. They're like, what do they mean by that? What did they mean? Why would they say I think that? we both know exactly which member of the hack pack you're referring to. <laughs> and if that person happens to be listening, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you're fucking not listening to this. And please yeah, let yeah. us know if you are, but I bet you're not. I, I bet, bet you're, you're not. not. You know what's hilarious? Neither of us will say the name. <laughs> oh, Everyone knows the name. <laughs> I, I want to be proven wrong, but there's no way. I really yeah. don't think they're listening. Oh, yeah. Should we say it at the same time? Uh, <laughs> bleep, bleep, right. I bet you're not listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. All right, what else we got, go- so, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty, like, we're we're. We're at forty-eight minutes. We've we've uh, depending on how much you want to cut out of of your upfront stuff. All of it. <laughs> All right. Let's redo the start. Okay, so you want to go? No, no, we're not redoing the stuff. Fuck that. Uh, why don't? All right, we'll play one more ad, and then we can come back to your uh, to, to to your your final. You, you got you got something? You got a, a segment for us towards the end? I got a little, I got a little, a segment, I got a little more of like a little story. It was more of like a little, uh, more of like a little anecdote thing, more of like a thing I, I should have mentioned earlier, but I didn't mention. And it, it struck me and I was like, I, I have to put this out in the universe and just say thank you for, for this thing that happened to me. Uh, yeah. Sure. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's go to an ad and we'll come back with a, with a little anecdote from EJ. Sounds good. Today's podcast is not brought to you by RM Williams, the only shoe handcrafted for two completely opposite types of men. Whether you're a rugged country boy or the only farm you've been to was attached to a winery, RM Williams is the boot for you. Equally fit for mustering cattle or mustering the courage to invest in more Bitcoin. At RM Williams, we don't discriminate between different types of white men because we know no matter which type you are, you have two things in common, an inability to share your emotions and RM Williams. RM Williams, a hobby farm is still a farm. And we're back. That we are. That we are. Uh, I don't actually own any RM Williams. Do you own any? Any? any do you own any RM Williams? Tom, you look like somebody who might own. <laughs> <laughs> For those in the audio medium, I lifted my boots to the screen. I'm wearing a brown one on my left foot and a black one on my right foot, and the tan are in the cupboard. <laughs> I tried to wear them in. You see. <laughs> Before you're just sitting in the, with uh, buckets of water. Oh, you getting that from How I Met Your Mother? Is that where oh. it's from? No, it's from old Western times. It's an old thing because when men were men, they would just put their feet in there and just have blisters for eight months. <laughs> like, no, there's a what is it? There's a there's a sitcom where a guy breaks in his new boots by putting them in buckets of water. But I can't remember what it is. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and I know it's it's Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, it is too. It is. Yeah, Francis. yeah, yeah. Francis. Francis. Yeah, Francis does it, and he's and he's like, no, this is this is how my computer supposed to be just ruined. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, okay, uh, how much of this podcast is salvageable? You reckon? I reckon most of it. I reckon yeah. most of this is salvageable. Yeah, I think like if you want to cut out your conspiracy theorist stuff, then fine. But I think you only need to cut out like it was. Cause, all right, I think we even want to keep this in for context because you guys <laughs> didn't realize there was a five minute period after the part of the conspiracy theory that we left in that Elliot just went <laughs> off on because you you ended you ended on a really neat finish and then you felt the need to bring it back up again and I don't know why and it got way more. It got way more real then. You made it way more full on. I was like, I this isn't necessary. I the whole time. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to steer this into the iceberg. <laughs> um, and uh, we also started getting shut off by the CIA midway through. So I was like, you know, persevere. You know what I mean? Uh, free Snowden. Um, uh, so, okay. So I've got, a little, I've got a little anecdote here, a little story. A little, uh, a little thing that sort of came to my mind and, and has come to my mind a couple of times since it's happened. And I never gave it shout out. And it's, it's my mom taught me, you know, you got to thank the universe kind of thing when this shit happens. But essentially, when I was in Melbourne doing, uh, I was in Melbourne recently doing the, the uh, Deadly Funny competition. And on the way back from Melbourne City to the airport, it's a very long trip sort of thing. I've always been very close to the airport in Sydney. I grew up in Redfern and stuff. So the concept of having the airport really, really far away. And I'm not a well-traveled man as well. The concept of having the, the airport far away is kind of new to me. And I was like, oh, shit. It actually, in in many nations, I'm sure that it's actually the nearest airport is fucking far away. So then the, the Melbourne airport is like at least an hour away. And I didn't have the money to pay for that. So Century Entertainment, the company that, that's flying me out there, is paying for that. They give me a taxi card. I go, great. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm running late. For the and I'm running late for the plane. And for those of you that listened to the to earlier podcast, on the way to Melbourne, I missed my first flight. I I'm not used to like getting through going through planes, and I fucked up my for my my like uh, my timing. I got there 45 minutes early for a domestic flight. wasn't enough. ended up They ended up booking me a new flight. No problem, hunky dory. On the way back, I could not get a fucking taxi in Melbourne City. Could not get a fucking taxi. And in my mind, I'm thinking. Elliot, are you about to miss a second flight? They'll never talk to you again if you miss this fucking flight. You cannot miss this flight. And, it's on the uh, way home. You, you, you might miss your flight on the way home. On the way home. And by the time I want to be home as well. And and for those that have listened as well, I've also turned torn my shoulder joint as well. Like, I've also mm. torn my shoulder joint. I'm completely fucked up. I'm like, let me just go home. I lost the competition. I feel defeated physically psychically i'm just fucking done let me go and i'm about to miss this fucking so i'm running up and down the street trying to get i finally get a taxi uh and i managed to get out of give him the the taxi card at the airport that the, that the company's given us to pay for it and he says he looks at me furiously and goes i'm not going to take this and i was like well it's 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 a taxi card kind of thing just you need to take the details and he goes, i know what it is you should have told me before i got here i don't i don't take those and i was like this is all i have I don't have anything else. This is the company that flew me out here has given me this for your local company, for your local taxi company. Uh, this is all I fucking have. And he was just like, we were, he, I eventually got out of the car and was like, dude, you can take a photo of my license. I'll give you my phone number right now, but I got to get a plane. You, and he's like, I'm going to call the police. And I was like, give them all those details. I've got to go. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to have to sprint so fast that this guy loses me in the airport and then I get through security kind of thing. 
and this because he's not gonna let me go and he's he's like furious and over my shoulder i hear this chinese woman she goes uh hey hey hey, hey here and she gives me oh, i was so hoping you were gonna do the accent no no she goes here's $50. here's 50 dollars. she doesn't even speak english well she goes here's 50 dollars. and i go oh my god i go i can't even say how much I appreciate this, but my fee is $80. I don't have enough for this. I don't have enough for this. And, she, and she, she, as she's rifling in her pocket, another woman behind her shoulder, this white woman goes, hey, here's another 50. Here's another 50 to help you out. You clearly need it. And uh, I didn't even know what to say. I'm looking at these women and I'm just like, I'm giving, it's COVID as well. So I can't really make, the, I'm trying to get, I'm giving them a hug and they take it. But I'm like, I don't, here's my details. Like I'll pay you back and stuff like that. Uh, I, I pay this guy off. I pay this guy off and I just give him hugs and I run onto the plane and I'm just so fucking relieved that I'm on this plane that I kind of forgot to really, that these women helped me get back home and I never thanked them. And I was just like, I got to put that out. Like these fucking, this Chinese woman and this, uh, this white woman, they, they, they were just fucking these angels in Melbourne airport. And like, I could not believe the generosity that was shown by them. And I didn't fucking thank them. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like, even though I'm never going to be able to do it again. If you know anyone that gave this people $50, like two, this gentleman, this if, if, any, was a boy. If, if anyone knows, if anyone listening knows any Chinese or white women, please <laughs> let us know so we can get in touch and find out if they are. Dude, it was insane. So I just wanted to say thank you to those people. And I, uh, yeah, it was this ridiculous story. Like I never fucking brought it up, but it was, it was this intense, intense moment where this guy was like called, called, trying to call the police. And I was like, give him my details. I'm not trying to hide from you. And then this woman was just like, I can see you need help. Two of them and gave me $50, two different people. I can't even, I, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what was happening and stuff like that. It was the nicest thing ever. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. I mean, we Not don't very funny. In these stories, I'm sorry, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was your arm in a sling at the time? No, I was kind of denying the whole thing at this point. Like I was like, I'm gonna wake mm. up and be better. You know, it's gonna be a shit sleep and stuff. And and I will say, I haven't had any surgery, haven't anything. And I was doing um, handstand push-ups the other day with uh, with my shit shoulder and stuff. And I was uh, with my friend. I was with Otis, Otis James, complaining James, and I was yelling. Um, Fuck the diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> what scar? <laughs> you doing handstand push-ups against a wall or just in the middle of a? No, against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Still impressive. Just would have been more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm, back. I'm I'm trying to get back on the train, but it still hurts. I still gotta do like uh, I still gotta do some more. It's still a journey. Yeah. So you wait. Did you give those women your number? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. Done it. I never heard anything back. That's such a shame. It's like I was thinking about this the other day. Our very, very first episode, the magical McDonald's Maori. Like how much I would love to try and find that guy, oh. but I just don't know how we would do it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, it's yeah, a hundred percent. Well, it's speaking of that, actually, that's part of, uh, something that we're going to be bringing to you very soon. Some gorilla filming, some, uh, some callbacks to the, uh, to the maximum. Um, we've got some, some tales that we're going to be bringing to the podcast with some guests who were prevalent. Like a lot of the time, some people tell a great story. And on this podcast, I will say it was told on this story. It was told in this podcast, this story, uh, People tell a great story, but rarely do you get to meet the person in that story. And that's what we're trying to do for you. We're going to try and bring a person who was from an unbelievable story. And, and I say unbelievable because 
it is hard to believe uh, from that <laughs> and we're going to be interviewing them. We're going to be uh, going to be uh, picking their brain on a better forum, a better medium than what we're doing right now. It'll be clearer and we'll have um, visual. Uh, we'll have a visual aspect at least for this uh, for this interview. I just an unbelievable story, and I say that because it is hard to believe. <laughs> do, you, do you just to like qualify every adjective you use? I saw this huge guy, and I say that because he's big. I, I say literally, but not literally. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. All right. Well, we're coming up to an hour now. Uh, whether you'll actually get an hour worth of podcast remains to be seen. EJ, I will send you the audio. You can tell me what you want to clip out. I'm... Um, uh, you give me the timestamps. You know the drill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That sounds good to me. Um, um guys, joke, if you're listening, joke. Thank you so much for. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, th- thank you so much for following us on this audio medium that we're doing. I promise you, we're going to get better at it if it is necessary in the future. But uh, until we can get Tommy and I in the lovely sh- new studio that we've got ready for you guys, just to say, I'm just going to say it's a new studio. But uh, well, that's, that's all we're going to say. But until we get in that lovely new studio, thank you for taking our hand and uh, following us in whatever medium we are bringing tremendous to you in. And uh, thank you for showing support with things like T-shirts and stuff as well. I think we've got – we sold oh, like yeah. 25 of those T-shirts, which is awesome. Um, we have two left in XL. If you're in XL, if you're a big boy and want to show it off, let us know. Yeah. We can we can, we can sort you out with the T-shirt. But we, I sent T-shirts to London. I sent T-shirts to Aberdeen. I sent T-shirts to Melbourne. Uh, so thank you. I'll, I'll give them shout-outs. James Dunlop. PJ, Peter Johnson, and uh, Billy Grummet down in Melbourne. Thank you guys for, for pitching in and uh, enjoy your tremendous merch. And if yeah. anyone wants some more tremendous merch, but we've got, like, we got some great stuff coming. We, we, we're doing full rebrand. We've got a new logo. We've got a new design. Our good friend Jacob Lingard has pulled out something pretty incredible that we want to show you guys, and it's all coming. Expi- exciting stuff coming to the Tremendous Podcast. Which is to say that if you have a T-shirt now or if you want to get a T-shirt uh, uh, now, then it'll be limited edition merch because we have a brand new design coming out. And if you want to be part of the people tremendous, a part of the tremendous threads of the, uh, part of the original days, the BC days, so to say. 1.0. Uh, get in now and get in that uh, that new guest. But also just a quick shout out. Can I shout out to, uh, Jackson Stewart, Louis Ray, uh, and Jeroa Rovetti. For, uh, for for uh, getting some merch shirts. Thank you so much. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to the photos that come through. Uh, yeah, we haven't received any money from, from Jackson Stewart. So fuck Jackson Stewart for right now. But as soon as soon as that money comes through, we'll give you a shout out. But for now, well, fuck you, Jackson Stewart. Uh, Harry Jun then. Harry Jun. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll go Harry Jun a shout out. And he's going to be rocking the threads for Thank you so much. A big shout out. Oh, also a big shout out to Zach Levin. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Rocking and- it down in Wollongong. And and at the uh, at the at the potential expense of this getting really boring, uh, shout out to Sam Menzies who made all this happen and printed the shirts, got us the shirts, like, and got himself a free tremendous shirt out of it. Well earned. Uh, wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And he's a big fan of the pod. And uh, and and his beautiful girlfriend Laura as well. Thanks for thanks for being being a part of it. EJ, have you got a joke of the week for us, or am I going to have? Because the jokes of the week that you shared while I was on here were pretty bad. No, they were great, actually. They were really good. No, they were not. I didn't clip really those good. up, but I can clip those up for next time if you want to revisit them and just clip question that up. opinion. Clip them oh, up. fuck. The one with Shane Hunter was really bad. Oh, that was painful. That was painful. Yeah. Uh, that was really, really painful. 
Um, okay, I've got a. Uh, you you can't look it up. You can't look it up. I've got it. On, I've got it on the dome. Do you have it on the dome? You're gonna have to look it up. No, I've got it on the dome. All right, but, all right, I'm ready. But yeah, I may need you to. T I may need you to clip it off and get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so keep that joke on the dome, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, racist jokes. Racist jokes are uh, are lazy, just like the Mexicans. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> tremendous, latest. Wait, should I try and play the... Wait a sec. Oh, I should... Oh, no, it's too late. See ya. Big love. <laughs>